Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Waiting List Podcast. So I know last week it was just the three of us because it's the summer holidays. So I guess a lot of people are on holiday and we aren't. (laughs) No, (laughs) we're just here. um, We are Billy No Mates. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're here busy recording. And today we decided to talk about um, GPHG. And uh, it's now we're like now GPHG is basically in the second round of voting. So we did the first round and now it's like second round. So they have narrowed down the list and we basically have to submit six watches per per category. Yeah. So, yeah, but we don't have to go straight into the voting. So just in general, like I know nothing about it. So even though I want to on the voting thing on the voting panel I thought about like reading about this before we recorded but I was like oh, how many of you, I mean are we all, yeah. are all of us part of it Jack are you part of it I'm it? not okay that's well, the thing I'm most surprised about how many rounds but, is it like but, but how many rounds I have no yeah. idea yeah I don't have an idea either okay great so this um, I yeah, no idea so none of us know anything okay <laughs> This is what I heard over the weekend. Um, I was asking them about, um, so the people around me have voted and they were saying mm. that, oh, this is, um, there's a lot of bribery going on. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, that was my reaction. Wait, how, how do the bribes like work? Like they bribe the, the brands bribe the Yeah, the brands voters? bribe. And well, think about I it like this, my, right? Yeah. A lot of, let's say, let's say I'm a revolution. Let's just say revolution. And, you know, I don't get, uh, my advertising budget comes from Bulgari, right? Okay. And maybe Seiko, Grand Seiko. Mm-hmm. Am I going to vote not for them? Like, I don't get budget from everybody. And I get budget, even if I did get budget from everybody, I get it from, like, there must be people that give high budget mm. and those that give low budget. Uh-huh. Why would I want to piss off that relationship <laughs> with that brand and and like, you know, not vote for them? And by the way, you know, those ones with high budget tend to be also more likely to be established in the watch world anyway. So I can quote unquote get away with it. Mm. Yeah, vote for them because you could make an argument for many many watches, right? Um, so okay. one is like you that that's not bribery. That's like just business isn't it like i want to keep my relationship good with the the other uh, sponsors yeah, yeah the sponsors yeah. and then but i guess there's the other the side sponsor. of bribery yeah. where yeah like brands can actually influence like the core, core voters to say mm-hmm. i want you to vote for my thing in my watch right i don't know if that happens or not though I, but they're yeah. okay they are saying that some of the people remember exactly which watches were in the first list the first time we voted and there was a watch from a brand that um starts with an a that wasn't in that list and now suddenly it's in the list hmm. after so the cutoff date <laughs> it starts with an a and then it has two letters 
Okay. Are they a big brand? Yeah, huge. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then um, now I'm looking at the website and I'm looking at the partners. So people who sponsor them. The main partner is Forbes. And then you have a bunch of like official partners like uh, Champagne Brands, um, Financial Times. And then you see all the supporting media, like all the publications that we mm. know. But anyway, so they're saying that um, basically those brands, I mean, the watch brands will pay to get the watches in mm. uh, into even the second round. Yeah, yeah so but, I don't know well, how accurate. If they monetize, how do you see them monetizing? Is it just straight up from all this sponsorship? Because it doesn't sound like they're pulling it in like loads, right? Um, <clears throat> can normal people attend this? Like attend no. the award? No. no, it's it's all the jurors and like guests and um basically like people of the industry. Yeah, there's no mm -hmm. trading of watches, no. so is the whole thing just marketing because yeah you know, i don't like a, a watch gets an award and suddenly becomes like oh uh, you know highly desirable what what i do know is <clears throat> when i went to geneva last year and i went to the lauren ferrier um factory and i did ask like how come they didn't enter um into the gphg that year and the answer was well we usually enter when there's like a new release so it's like a good opportunity for us to you know market and branding so mm -hmm. i guess you can look at it and see it in a way of marketing okay um on the website it's saying that it's a public interest organization so what does that mean that they are not supposed to make profit well they certainly do <laughs> mm. okay um, and then I'm also a bit confused with how do they choose these people? They have an initial 10 people, right? That then recommend people. So when do they cap that list? I think GPHG right now is still trying to get notoriety. They're trying to get like recognition, aren't they? So I think the way they choose is also based on how much exposure, you know, a certain person or certain you know uh publication can give them because mm -hmm. like me and you have been invited on right mm -hmm. and we were recommended by a friend of ours mm -hmm. um but then you know like we don't you know you can see we don't know much about it and it you know how is their vetting we weren't exactly vetted is what i'm saying right yeah yeah like that's what I find a bit disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's also like those Michelin people. I also think like who's vetting them? Because I know that is definitely bribery. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, this that is hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who do they bribe? The magazine? By Michelin. They the bribe, tour guide? Yeah, they, they bribe Michelin yeah, they, to give them the stars yeah. and then they get a hell of a lot of business from it no way michelin's been trying to get into china for a while right and i remember when they first you know the thing is chinese people like they don't junka they don't like look at the michelin thing heavily mm. as a guide to good food especially mm. when you have apps like uh, dajong genping 
people buy yeah. that more than some like a Michelin thing yeah in, in, in terms of that it is kind of like a bit dated Michelin but like back to GPHG like me and Long Long aren't even we we we, we like a very specific sub a sub segment of watches you know we couldn't say like I mean, yeah, I can appreciate a furlong mode. But it's not like I know a lot about those kind of watches. I don't know much about, to be honest, like 3K, well, probably 5K USD watches and below. I don't mean to that. I don't mean that to be snobby. It's just like I'm not, I'm just not into those kind of watches. I, I remember like, when you guys were trying to nominate watches, right? And we were struggling. Yeah. I remember like Dan was asking me to nominate watches and i was also struggling to nominate within categories there was just so many categories and you can't really nominate the 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 very obvious ones because either they're already there or i don't know like and then so people a lot of people nominate a bunch of random brands and then the thing as well is like there, there's so many categories but there's not that many watches you like yeah you're trying to, you're trying to fix like yeah. you're trying to force something you're trying to force something mm -hmm. you like you don't mm -hmm. like into a category and say this is great and, re and so you end up with a lot of overlapping of the models you like going into this you know yeah yeah multiple yeah. categories like if you take um let's say a men's high complication that basically will go into high complications and men's mm -hmm. yeah um and the strange thing for the second round is you have to put six six points being the highest. So you have to choose six watches and you have to fill it in. So mm. anyways, and the my question is, would you buy a watch just because it won a, uh, an award or it doesn't actually affect you at all? Yeah, see, I, I don't think it makes that much difference. Yeah, especially Jack, you're into vintage watches. GPH didn't even exist, right? For vintage watches so do we see the you know is this something that currently doesn't have a lot of value but many many years later if gphc continues it you know suddenly it becomes a, a selling point i or think that's like a selling point right now because from a brand's point of view if it is a marketing tool <clears throat> it's important that it shifts stock now not like 20 years later mm. or 10 years later right mm. Okay, so this is my opinion on GPHG. Again, I'm not, I'm not well versed in this, um, in this field, but in my opinion, right, the big brands don't need it because mm. your marketing budget is already huge. You don't need an award to get more people to know about your watch, right? They, like they have the means to do that. But when it comes to a smaller independent brand, that's when it might mean a lot. So just thinking like off the top of my head, I can think of a few watches from independence that have made um, news because they won best watch, best men's watch, best complication, whatever. So like, for example, the Grunefeld Romantoire, the Laurent Ferrier Tourbillon, the um Richep Richepi, um, I think they won 
um might might they might not have won but i think they have and then the yeah they have they certainly have and then um but then to name the bigger brand right like bulgari they always win some mm. some award but i don't think it means a lot for them as compared to the smaller independent brand so i would say i would argue it does because bulgari has has always traditionally been seen as a jewelry brand and a lot of mm. watch enthusiasts because of that and because that affinity not only to jewelry but also to women have mm. never really you know in the past taken that watch seriously i would say that attitude has changed yeah and i think accelerated by the fact that they did gbhg and people like see i think when most people they buy watches right they look at the aesthetics of a watch mm. right but what mm. GPHG does, it highlights that this watch has something special about it aside from the aesthetics that, you know, you, you can look at. So it might highlight the chronograph and it'll say like, you know, it won the chronograph. So what will happen is, okay, maybe I'll read about this watch and that might lead to a purchase decision. But, you know, for a brand like Bulgari and they make the thinnest, they may, you know, at one point they made the thinnest watch, right? I think it really highlighted their technical prowess Mm-hmm. you know to be a credible level oh you know it isn't just a jewelry brand and i think right now the way i see that watch especially the octo finissimo it's really accepted now by watch enthusiasts but the octo finissimo when it was first launched it was already very popular it, like it didn't it's always been popular it may have been popular you can, you can... amongst a certain mass demographic but it wasn't popular amongst like people that collect watches it was always a watch okay. that wasn't taken seriously. When you bring it to a gathering, you know, people, it took a lot of guts to wear that kind of watch. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So can I go by categories that I care about more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then because Jack can't see the the watch, so you have your WeChat on, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take a picture and send it in the group okay okay mm. but whoever goes to geneva if dan does decide to go please go say hi to dan <laughs> yeah <laughs> they kind okay. of right you, you like set me up completely <laughs> yeah. okay so we're looking at men's complication here okay, okay. Okay, so if you guys read some of them out, and then your top pick. Okay, so you've picked this uh, Armenstrom, which we featured out, right? The Orbit Manufacturer Edition. There is the Code 1159 uh, skeletonized tourbillon. There is a brand I've never heard of, Anton Suhanov which has a jumping hour GMT. And also this brand I've never heard of, Aramides, which is a master timer, Sala, Torbion automatic. Um, and I haven't, I haven't heard this brand either. Burns, B-Y-R-N-E. Yeah, this is the thing that I find a bit unfair because we haven't seen these watches. We haven't touched them. How do you vote based on what we read? There's another brand. How come I've never heard of any of these brands? Like 
ideal night. Yeah. And it's high noise. Brad, like, <laughs> Jack, have you heard of these, Brad? No, this just makes me think, because I was reading the rules, right? Like, because any brand can submit. You just pay $700 or Swiss francs. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think, like, how many brands this, uh, submitted and how men's best men's parmesan best men's watch yeah that's such a broad thing because you've got a tudor black bay pro i mean on this picture going against a singer reimagined you know and uh a parmigiani fleurier it's on the pfgmt ratropan it's so different i mean how do you even compare a tudor black bay with a code 1159 tourbillon as as the best male watch pretty difficult okay and don't you think these choices right are highly subjective in terms of um how people feel about the price of something what do you mean what do you mean like yeah. some people some people feel really offended when the watch is really too expensive for what it is right and then so they're going by uh, let me see well that's the thing we don't know how much these things cost yeah, I, I think i think it like Exactly. I think you raise a good point, though. How are you supposed to judge, right, when you don't have a budget? You know, when we do this game and we say, like, oh, best watch under 3K, 5K, 10K, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. how how can a watch, right, that a the Black Bay, how was that retail for? Like, under 5K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go back to the AP, because just, or even the Armstrong, right? How much is that retail for? How can you compare that? You know, one's going to cost X amount. Therefore, you'd expect the you naturally expect the finishing to reach a certain level, um, and have like X, you know, complications. <clears throat> to the Black Bay, which retails at X amount, is a mass-produced product. It's it's pretty difficult to compare, you know. Hmm. All right, then just choose one. <laughs> one of you guys just choose one. Well, I can't choose any of these brands that I haven't heard of. Can I just say that I am uh, just in shock that there isn't a paddock here? I don't think paddock has ever participated. I definitely put paddock in the first round of voting. Because the first round is like, you can just put anyone in. Mm -hmm. And you have to send a link, copy and paste the link, and the picture just pops up. That's true. I mean, not, I don't know much about these watches, right? But you've got like Louis Vuitton, you've got Hermes. Yeah, but see, you know, Louis Louis Vuitton needs to be there, and Why? Louis Vuitton most likely will win. Why? Why does it need <laughs> to be there? Can I say this yeah, on air? Okay. Yeah it's because it's their newest venture like they've invested so much money into that department it's they they need to build it up so they won last year they're most likely going to win again this year oh last year with the skull one yeah it was like the best creativity or something honestly i haven't really looked at the watches in like even at the store, but I am. More if you, I mean, like just go on Instagram, like all these bloggers or like the big media outlets, they're um, kissing ass to Louis Vuitton or like maybe Louis Vuitton's flying them out to do the fact, like do the factory tours. 
um because well, it takes a lot to buy credibility doesn't it it takes a lot takes a lot a lot of um, when i say a lot i mean monetary value no well it takes a lot of money and trust and everything around but yeah money most so they're most likely going to win again because they're louis vuitton and they're lvmh and anyway our news <laughs> watches right i don't know like you say you make a good point as well uh long long how can you judge these pictures when they are just pictures don't have any idea what it's like on the wrist okay just say you had to choose one not to wear but at least to keep inside the house like that you wouldn't mind looking at the tourbillon which one which tourbillon code 1159 yeah i would choose that one too because it actually just looks really good it's actually a really good watch yeah uh i don't know that's just disappointing that you can't even choose oh oh i know i guess also no 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 i know which one i've seen it now i'd actually pick the parmigiani yeah it's really classy yeah classy thin has that elegance i could actually see myself wearing that i can't i mean there's this watch here called itai noi time quarters the colors on that look very interesting but you know again you can't make a decision if you have never seen the watch so no can i also say um the hermes is actually really nice in person like yeah again the hermes is another one which is the um the voyager yeah the voyager but I don't know how big that is. I have a feeling that's really big. It's it's large. I've I've seen this in person. Yeah, so um, I don't think it's wearable. It, it's large because it's got no lug. It's just got two like loops for the strap. So it's basically like a just like a circle. That's why it wears. So they probably like they tried to minimize the size of that the that the the perception of size on that right with by mm-hmm. using that kind of lug design. Right? It doesn't really help. <laughs> I'm just, um, I just Googled Hublot, Tobion, Samuel Ross, because that's one of the options, right? Yeah. Because um, when I first saw that picture, I thought there was something wrong with them cropping the picture. And they had <laughs> accidentally picked up the back, like digital pixel thing, but that's the actual watch. It just, looks um, a, looks a bit is it a bracelet? Like uh, it's like, it's a like an RM bracelet. or something. Something RM would make uh what is that phobia called when you're you're scared of little holes yeah because it's giving me like feeling (laughs) it's called triphobia tripo tripophobia all right so if we had to choose one i choose ap jack choose ap and then dan chooses parmigiani Mm. Okay, so that was the easiest one. Men's complicated. <laughs> that, that was the easiest one. Okay. Okay, let's wait. Even... This yeah. is men's complications. Yeah. What complication does the Black Bay have? It's now okay. Now that I'm looking at it, it's oh, a it's Tudor a Black Bay Pro. It's a GMT. Uh, okay. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Okay, I'm about to send into the chat the next group which is okay. 
This is just men's. And yeah. This is just favorite men's watch. Yeah. Okay. We have Arnold and Son, the Nebula, Atelier Acrivia, which is Chronometra Contemporain 2. Bauman Mercier, the Riviera Bomatic. We have Behrens, B-E-H-R-E-N-S, which is the Constella, a, a Bovet, 1930. Bulgari, Octofinismo skeletonized, eight days. Chevalet de Bris, no, Chevalet Le Bris, called the Black Sail. Chopard Alpine Eagle. Chapek which is the Antarctic uh, watch. Fears, which is the yeah, English brand. Hermes again. Hublot. I mean, how many watches are there? There's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I'm not going to go through everyone, but. Okay, but this is, um, you definitely have better options here. Yeah. But I'm interested by all these brands I don't know, I have to say. I will like actually research these brands to see what they're about. Because look, at the, look at the last one I just sent. So a uh, Sylvain Pinot. Yeah. Right. Look how nice yeah. it is. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. How is this, this not in mean. complications? This is, this is what I mean. Like I would be very interested in researching some of these watches out. Cause yeah. you know, you can't get so many watches now. You have to be so quick off the mark with these new brands. Yeah. Uh, so if I had to pick, I mean, I know my answer. I'm freaking <laughs> red chat. Yeah, yeah. you just use that. Um. Okay. They've also got that Zenith caliber one three five or service file, which is the Kari Vitalinen dial, right, with the observatory yep. movement. That's a strong. Yep. That's a strong one for me. That's probably gonna be my pick. Hmm. Okay. But I'm okay, but I also uh, really like the Bulgari. Uh, yeah, it, it's cool, like as a painting. Yeah. <laughs> the Finissimo skeleton. Yeah. Well, have you have you worn an octo before? Yeah, I have one. Yeah. You have one. Okay. It yeah. actually fits her. I see you wear it. I don't wear it that often. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that it's which one do you have i have the the time only middle eastern edition okay um don't you think that watch is like quite big it is yeah, it fits it me but it is big like i have to wear it like a cuff so i i like it because it's so different than anything else i like um, it i just wish it was smaller because it's too big for me. I like the sandblasted titanium, and I also like the bracelet. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, they did a great job with that. So yeah. it, you know, in terms of design and the way it looks, it's so recognizable, you know, from that brand. You see so many watches out there right now where you look at it, and if you didn't look at the brand, you wouldn't even know where it came from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and with Acrivia, obviously, like, we're all fans of their work but i'm just again you know i didn't know they were nominated and they're probably you know gonna go move into round three or round four or whatever but i asked them this question i'm like why don't you 
nominate like one of your watches like from the actual trivia line you know the line that he started because you look at GPG, you look at Only Watch, it's always just been Kunometro Contemporan. Mm. And when you compare the two lines, they're so different. Mm. It's like the same, it, it was not made by the same guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I did ask them, I'm like, why don't you do one from the Acrivia line? And I don't know why they, they don't. Well, maybe also, let's say I'm Recha, yeah. And you know, I treat this as a marketing exercise. You, you, if you want, you, if you, and I only have X amount of budget, I want it focused on the CP, uh, yeah, the CC, what's it called? The RCC. RCC, right? I don't want the attention taken away from that. You know, he, he, what was that thing? Only watch, right? He did one for that. Yeah. He's doing one for this. Um, and I just think, you know, he just wants to focus on on RCC. Mm. I mean, RCC as well, the way that watch is, the story behind it, it's just going to be, it's a, it's a tried and tested almost formula to be popular, isn't it? Yeah. It's the most classic way of being popular. You know, three-hander, petite second, insane finishing, um, great story with uh, Jean-Pierre Hogman. So there's a great story there what else do you need like you, you're gonna do well right with the right support as well yeah okay what's your pick long um by the way i really like the Japek frozen star mm. on video it looks really good but if i had to choose one definitely i actually like the louis monet mm. but i don't i know it's huge so this is like if I had this watch at home, right? Yeah. And then Acrivia, um, yes and no, because I just, I don't know. It kind of bothers me because everyone really wants one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> something that no one had or no one could get. Yeah. Yeah. The Sylvain Pinot is yeah, I love that. I like that kind of finishing. It kind of reminds me of the new Grubo Force. The the Grubo Force it's yeah. uh, handmade. Yeah, I like that. Like yeah. the color. Can you do and a quick search to see like how much his watches cost. This okay. Uh, Let's say Sylvan. But while you're doing that, right? Yeah. There is a watch here, which is the Constantin Chaikin, which is the Joker watch. But instead mm-hmm. of the Joker now, he's painted the yellow and called it. Uh, must be yeah, the minions. I just think that for me, that watch is done. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Why is it still here? Because the concept of it, how many years has it been trading off that? How can that still be? How can you just change a color and call it Minion? How, and then, or, you know, just put. No, it's actually in. a Minion. No, I know that. But I mean, it's <laughs> just a change of face, isn't it? It's a yellow mm. face. Mm. I can't okay, see but- how that watch is still trading on that just single thing, which is the cleverness of the 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 retrograde and the eyes, you know. Hey, before I tell you guys the price of the watch, can you guess? Which one? The Sylvain Pinot. I can. Okay, guess. Um uh w- can you tell me the material? 
Okay, this one is. Uh, the, the, he made different. Uh, he made in different materials, right? But this okay. one specifically a stainless steel case. Stainless steel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like the air production. It's wait. It's not a tourbillon, right? It's just a. Uh, the balance. The balance. It's a balance wheel. Okay. I'm gonna guess sixty k Swiss francs. Okay, Dan. I want to know what the production number is. Okay, checking. Okay, this article doesn't say. Okay, I think it's uh more. I'm um, gonna yeah go for uh hundred and I don't know hundred and twenty if the production if the production was like lower than ten hundred and twenty. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll send a picture of the case back to you guys, okay. and then tell me if it changes your mind about. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I. I would go slightly lower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd probably go around what Jack said. Sixty k. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay so jack explain why you said around 60 i stay at 60 yeah what's the reason what's the reason it's not 100k uh it, because it's just similar to other watches that i've seen that's around this price range okay and, and, then, like, I'm, and i'm judging by the finishing like i can't really tell a uh, I mean, I can, but like, I'm also judging the strap and the the bolts <laughs> and the yeah, I think sixty. Okay, Dan, why did you lower it? Watch it be like I don't know because um yeah, like I don't think the finishing is is at a hundred k, hundred twenty k level watch. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was significantly lower. What if we're like pissing people off? Okay, this is a picture of um I know it's uh, not fair cuz it's screwball, right? But roughly yeah. for comparison, right? If you actually look at these which I'm about to send in the group, right? Does it look significantly more expensive? Just without looking at the price. No. <laughs> no, right? Okay, but anyways, the price of that watch is 73,000. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were close. Yeah. We were close. And this is a Grubel that I'm sending in the group. Oh, I feel so much it, better about that now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Okay. So I guess with the men's category, generally speaking, I wouldn't say there's one really obvious choice, right? Yeah. Okay, wait till you get to... Women's. <laughs> I really struggled on um, women's selection when the original voting. I really struggled because I just don't look at them. Yeah. <sighs> first of all, this is the first time I've opened this. Like I got the email like, yes, we need to vote again, right? This yeah. is the first time I opened the link. And I just opened Ladies Complication and I really thought uh, Armin Strom and a bunch of those would be in here. Mm. But 
once I send you the first row of watches, you guys will definitely be like, yeah, okay. I have my pick already. Okay. This is for This is a woman's little. complication? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Actually, there's a close second. So it's only these options. Okay. So, I mean, the common theme with most of them, aside from one or two, is that um, diamonds, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, the Van Cleef Flower Watch is, I think, out of all the brands I can recognize here, probably my last choice, right? But then I watched a video of this, and it's the most insane thing I have ever seen. Yeah, uh, I I watched the same video. Like I would. This is the one that where the flowers open and stuff, right? Yeah, and the changes depending on the time. Uh, I would look, look. (laughs) I know (laughs) that most people would pick the royal oak. Yeah. But I am tempted to pick the Van Cleef because it's not, it's nothing I've ever, it's like nothing yeah, I've ever, unreal. It's like, unreal. Level of engineering that went into yeah. it. It deserves a complication. Like as opposed to like a tourbillon, yeah. you know, yeah. be more mechanically complicated. But yeah. this is just creativity plus complication plus execution. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm literally, obviously, like I said, I don't really read up on ladies' watches. Yeah. Um, so I'm going purely on aesthetics. Right. Yeah. I kind of like the Montreux KF. Montreux KF. It's next to the Van Cleef on the Van Cleef page. Okay. It looks a bit wide. Yeah, it looks no, maybe. Yeah, exactly. We don't know the size. It looks but, like a Gerald Genta. Yeah. But if I wasn't going to go for that, yeah, I mean, you see, I think, I think here, you know, if I was thinking about getting a watch for a, a woman, right, I think I have to factor in the brand. So Van Cleef is a hard one not to look into. I think brand matters. What about not just the watch? Then? Huh? <laughs> well, I was, I, when, when I saw the Gucci brand, I was like, Adrian from Bark and Jack has got his vote in. <laughs> you know? Okay. By the way, there are a lot of, um, I, I saw this on Carson's phone. Like the Gucci pieces this year are actually pretty cool. If you just ignore the bees. <laughs> okay. Wait, guys, the Anderson Geneve is actually really cool. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, with that watch, I don't really, like, a guy could wear it. That's the only watch I can see people wearing, like, any of us actually wearing. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, and AP, of course. No, but. um, I, I'll tell you why. It's because I think, I think it's this watch. Um, They used aquamarine in the back as well. Or they used, like, a blue stone in the back. It's really pretty. I think it was was it the rotor or something like that? They're, they they executed, they used a different material for the back and it was really, really You know, you know, it's when like you, a hunter case pack watches, that you can open. Yeah, 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 exactly. When we're looking at these watches, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, they're literally just providing one shot of the watch, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. 
So you yeah. can't even look at the back of a watch. But they're expecting you to do your homework, right? And you can't look at the strap either. And you don't yeah. see a wrist shot. And you don't get to see the real thing. <laughs> you have to vote. Is there a reason that if you look at the options, there's only less than 20 pieces for the woman's collection? Woman's section, I mean, category. And the men's section is like 30 something. <sighs> Do I even need to go into the woman's watch section? <laughs> I just want I just yeah. want to know like how many rounds there are of this. You know? You'll find out soon since you're <laughs> you're gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, I probably feel like I'm the token Asian guy. <laughs> okay, you know what? We are gonna go straight into uh Let's just do challenge. No, but challenge has too many pieces. Let's do one more category. Pick one and then. Yeah, this, is, this is actually fun. Okay. It's fun because it's hard. Yeah. Okay, iconic. Iconic is hard because of how people define. Oh, iconic. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do iconic. Oh, yes. Okay. Straight away, the first row is not bad. Let's have a look. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy. There's so many brands that I've never heard of. You know, if anything, GPHG is bringing up these brands and giving them to my attention, and I can you know really look into it. Can't even tell if you're sarcastic or not. No, no, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually serious. <laughs> all right, that's, that's all. it. Yeah, I guess a lot of people voted based on like iconic being. Um, design a case yeah a design a case reference i mean a reference yeah the or, model right uh, yeah <sighs> i have to say it wasn't what i was expecting hang on yeah there's there's been no uh rolex um no maybe they're under jewelry section <laughs> like but iconic rolex there's <laughs> something you can put in there right interesting huh? there's no pattern are you kidding me this is what i'm saying for I I the only one putting paddock in every category when we voted the first round is it because you know it's too easy why why, why is patek and rolex not angry i don't think they need it like, that's the thing i don't think they need to no no do you think that is because yeah they didn't pay to have it on or what yeah they don't need to pay <laughs> They don't at the same time, like if you don't have like Rolex and Patek, don't you think it takes away from the whole credibility of the? Yeah. I mean, imagine we ran GPHG, the three of us. I definitely, I can't see that. Uh, I just, I just received an email. We've reached a hundred thousand downloads. Yes. Yay. That was 100,000 downloads for this podcast. Thank you, guys. That was a little momentous occasion. Thank you for listening and supporting. Basically, Jack just sent Dan an email. So. <laughs> no, I basically just wrote in the group, Dan, say this. 100,000 downloads is a bit insane. Yeah. It's actually insane, yeah. Um, iconic. God, I uh right who's going first who's going first i mean this is this is if i can keep the watch right yeah 
Yeah, then obviously I'll take the AP. <laughs> I feel like that's such an obvious choice. Yeah. I don't want to choose it. Yeah, sorry, but do we have any other option? Can we can we can we play this game without the AP? Oh yeah, okay. Without yeah, the AP, I'm gonna right? choose the Hubel Hubel. Yeah, me too. Not even joking. I think okay, I'm actually gonna pick Aaron. Uh, uh, no, nah, I'm gonna pick uh, the Tag Heuer. Where? The Tag Heuer Monaco, Monaco. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. even like it's so bright blue. No, but like the colors of golf, man. Like of the mm. the racing, like. But it doesn't. It doesn't iconic. match what you wear. Yeah, but I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about that. When you wear a watch like this, you know, I'm thinking. Just I'm sorry. Know. I love look. I love Taekwondo. I love the Monaco. I just don't live for the sixty and the date. Like if they took away the sixty and the date, I think it'd be much cleaner. Okay, if there was a out of this category minus AP, a watch that we could actually wear every day, it would be that Iran, Iran. And I've read um an article on this. It's aesthetically so well balanced. The color is nice. And you can still wear it every day. Yeah. The Gerard Pergo, I would be tempted to pick that, but I just think it's so similar. Oh, yeah. No, I just think it's so similar to Herbert that I don't want to pick it. Like, I don't think it's... For the, the biggest one. I have <laughs> big bang. All sapphire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then with your shorts and your wet hair. The Zenith Zenith Defy Revival is probably very wearable. Um, (laughs) Those lines. Oh, do they freak you out? out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that freaking someone out, yeah. Yeah. So what Long Long means is the indices are made up of horizontal lines of four lines. Yeah. It looks a bit weird. It looks weird, but it's like it's... It's got a clear design to it, but it's not readily accepted. Yeah, by yeah. That's interesting that you're so sensitive to that, Long Long. Yeah. And, and it's disturbing well. living like if you could go into my brain, it's just disturbing. Like I can't function. <laughs> it's have you, have, you, it's... have you got the uh Carolina? Are you decided on whether you get the Carolina Bucci yet? God. Oh, so I've bumped into a bunch of people who yeah. I know like guys right who just picked up a bunch of black ceramic stuff from ap yeah and we're we're discussing this and one of these guys um he's been on a podcast before Mm. and um so i asked him i said i already have an opinion i just want to hear from someone else and he said exactly what i was thinking which was can't find the rainbow (laughs) at all and uh when you look into it it's just not as shiny as the original mirror one but it's just like you can't just explain it and this the choice that you will probably be happy with long term is the basic black one just a plain one Mm. yeah um to be honest if i were to have a 34 millimeter black ceramic i would go for the basic one yeah but for you right because you already have the original carolina bucci so it makes like it's nice to have the set right you know if my logic is i want to get the most wear out of this thing um 
then why am I not even looking at those original small royal oaks? The ones like, I mean, some of them are quartz, right? But the whole point of this watch for me was more like there was two things. One, I wanted to complete a set. So that was my biggest motivation. Two was more like, oh, I can wear it and bang it every day. But then is it really that nice? Uh, it's, I would say, eight out of 10. Then I thought, why don't I just buy those mini ones? But then the mini one, I kept thinking, okay, what is your issue with quartz? Like, are you long? Are you, long, you should try it. I have yeah. one. I yeah. wear it more than the jumbo. It's so nice. Okay. So like, I if you just want to wear a Rolo without thinking of anything, yeah. it's yeah. so thin and it just, it, it's so comfortable if you get it in yeah. steel. And yeah. Like, if you're going to wear it every day, yeah. you, you probably want it to be coarse because you don't have to do anything. You just... So, this is the one I messaged. Uh, this this one. Oh, wait, you cannot see. Anyways, it's salmon, this one. Mm -hmm. I messaged the person. Um, and Eway's there, by the way. This is Italy. Um, then pick to the group. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, this is... Uh, you can find this. I think you can find this. I there's only I've only ever seen one manual one which is uh not for sale but mm. the quartz one is not impossible to find and um basically I thought okay first of all it's not that expensive if I wear it and it really is like not I don't feel it uh then it's fine I can still wear it to work a oh bit. this is the really small one yeah really really are you saying yours is this is really small. This is like this is really three, small. Yeah. Mine's a thirty-four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But this is really cute. Yeah, it's yeah, so very cute. cute. It's just like the idea of how small that salmon is, and the color is pink. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. How much is that piece then? I don't know because I asked the person. The person said, "Shit, we just sold it. Can I send you more pictures of another one?" And I'll help you look, but I know it's everywhere because I searched this watch on Chrono quite often. Okay, mm. and then the price yeah. on uh, it's under ten. It's around ten. Ten to yeah. 15, yeah. depending on the like so how it's nice. So the quartz thirty two, thirty two. No, it's twenty something. It's twenty something. It's Whoa. like a baby. It's like a it's, coin. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. It's, so cute. You, it's like for a kid. But it's like um. It's so unique then, right? Yeah. I mean, where, where do you actually see that? People wear that? I don't, I've never seen it on any. Oh, I have. I have. Oh. When I went to Geneva, I saw a lady wear it. But yeah. I think it was even smaller. It was tiny. Like, it looked like a bracelet. I think this one, at least you can still see that it's a watch. The other oh. one was the same size as the link. Oh. This is cute. Um. Okay, so I needed, so this quartz thing got me thinking. And then, gosh, I'm kind of scared to release this episode because, you know, there's obviously like really strong Seiko lovers out there and grand Seiko lovers. Yeah. And maybe they don't listen, so it's fine. <laughs> but I just wanted to hear your opinion. So on Sunday, I went to this grand Seiko event and it was just like, I guess they weren't promoting Grand Seiko. They just wanted to talk about Grand Seiko. And I thought, okay, this is one <laughs> brand I never really understood. And then even when I did read about the history, I was like, okay, great. But 
um, I was more like fascinated by like, whoa, this is how Japanese people run the company, but not so much like, okay, you designed something magnificent mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked around in the room and I thought, uh, are you like, are you guys, are you like truly fascinated by like what Seiko created or you're here because you're also curious? And I looked at some of the watches that people were wearing and some of them are wearing like my grail paddocks, you know? Like what? So, there's a lot of paddock uh, modern chronographs like in that room. Mm. And and then there's also a lot of just uh, people who love Grand Seiko. And I kept thinking like, will I ever change my mind about Grand Seiko? And then I looked at, okay, what would I, if it was free and I could take a watch from Grand Seiko, obviously I want the, it's called Great Kodo, drive. like the, the newest oh. like Tobion crazy one. And then it's priced at three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I'm just trying to understand this. Like, what is this thing I have with like not accepting that it's Grand Seiko and it's three hundred fifty thousand? Can I Why say can like, I... is it Grand Seiko or is it the fact it's Japanese? Uh, no, because not I would Swiss. pay a lot for Japanese things, right? Like, why why would I pay so much for Japanese fruits? <laughs> to be honest if i did a blind test of like japanese grapes and taiwanese grapes i can't tell the difference so why would you pay for japanese melon or grapes <laughs> or like uh japanese skincare is not cheap at all yeah okay so you don't have okay so what so the question is what is it around, like about grand seiko that you you haven't been able to accept yet yeah. Okay, let's say for you, would you pay three hundred fifty thousand for that watch? No. No. What would you pay for that watch? Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say, what would you pay three hundred fifty thousand for? Because I, I, I wouldn't pay for it because there's so many alternatives yeah, at no, that no, price no. range. Yeah. that are so much nicer. Um, okay, in my opinion, a picture like, in the group because if you look at the picture, you're like, whoa, it's a nice watch. No, I, I've seen it. It's it's a nice yeah. watch. But I wouldn't pay three hundred and fifty thousand for it because there's so many alternatives that are closer to my taste than that watch. Oh, okay, but well, I, if I were to buy a Grand Seiko, I would buy a Spring Drive, just okay. to just to wear every day because it's what they're one of the things that they're best known for. And like I I would buy it. I just yeah. haven't. Like why haven't I? Like that's a good question. Can yeah, I ask? Why haven't you? Because you could have. Like we we could. It's a good watch. Yeah. Like we know that for sure. It's a good watch. Design, dial, uh, finishing for the price range, and but why why did why don't we? I can I can tell you why I don't want to buy it because I don't want to find a reason to wear a watch. I want to wear it because I'm like oh I want to wear it not like okay today is a is a day i go to the office so let me wear this like you feel sorry for the watch or something i think for for uh for me like grand seiko isn't luxury like doesn't feel luxury to me and i like i see so many people would argue that it is luxury well i don't feel it is right and so if you ask me to pick a piece right i know which one i'd pick i'd pick the one that Watch Mad Mac has. Um, it's the GMT. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that's a nice piece. Yeah, classic. And that, there's like the way the dial's been done. It's really 
like uh, being illustrated with the GS, GS, GS on it. And you think that's a nightmare to look at, but actually in reality, it's so subtle mm. and just mm -hmm. hints at the right time. I, I thought heavily of buying that watch. Yeah, it's like, really? I don't know how much it is, but it's really like not that expensive. Really decent beta. It's like classically designed, uh, great, great GMT. And I, you just wear okay. it with anything. But I wouldn't go into, when you ask me, would I pay 350 grand for like, a Grand Seiko, this kind of watch. I don't know how much I pay for it, but I, I just don't feel at a certain price point when it comes to luxury. Even if you said 100k, would I buy that? No, I wouldn't. You know, I'd buy a a brand that I associate with. Luxury. Long, I could see you buying a vintage Grand Seiko though. But I still would be. I would still think about when should I wear this. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't r rush to wear it. Okay, say this was 100K, right? Would you be more happy to pay this 100K to um, same design, but it's just a different brand name on the dial? Like, um, say this was a Chanel watch. Same design. No. no so which brand would be acceptable? Grand Seiko. 100K. Oh, so you would rather pay 350 for a Grand Seiko than 100 for a Chanel? No, okay, same exact watch, okay? It's just it doesn't have the name Grand Seiko printed. It's It was made by JLC, let's say, 100K, same design. Oh, would JLC. Yeah, would you pay? Sure. Yeah, but Grand Seiko, would you pay 100K? Because <laughs> then it's a branding thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Four hundred, maybe. Really? I just think I just think three hundred is. Because you're talking about like branding, which is like a lot of that is feeling special and luxury and exclusivity. That is a feeling mm -hmm. that people um, appreciate in buying a certain watch, right? Um, I mean Rolex. I mean people buy Rolex because they think they've made it most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um that costs money to make that feeling um so what kind of feeling what kind of feeling does because watches let's say from even patek right that are more expensive than independent watchmakers okay like but would it cost the same it wouldn't cost the same to make and it would definitely wouldn't take as long to make right but you so, buy it because of the feeling so and what feeling does it? I think everybody has a different threshold on what they deem as like luxury. My question is, what feeling does it give you when you wear a Grand Seiko? It doesn't make me feel like exactly what I'm saying. It doesn't make me feel luxury. It makes me feel, especially this as well, right? You know, they set up the pricing. So now it's really high. And before it uh -huh. wasn't. Yeah, that's just so manufactured. I know there's probably a very difficult way to do that, you know, but it's just like, hang on, it, why is it more expensive now? Did you just raise the price up for that psychological aspect? Or did you actually, you know, improve that much? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just very contrived. Mm. Yeah, because mm. they, were, they were trading for like, I don't know, when I was getting into watches, like 10K and below. 
Mm. And now, you know, you're going up to like, I don't know, 30K maybe. It just seems a bit weird. Hmm. Uh, what about price increases? What do you mean? Like, um, you talked about Grand Seiko raising prices, but Longe also raised their price recently. They didn't need to. Like, if you want to talk about that forced ment- mentality issue, like, they didn't need to. It's not like them increasing their price for 10% moves them into a different echelon. Um. But why why did they? <laughs> or is it just need based? Well, I, I think again, like they weren't the only brand to go up there. And I think you may make a big, big point. Yeah, it doesn't put them into the next echelon, but it does increase their margin slightly. But with Grand Seiko, I felt like it did put them in a different echelon. Mm. I don't know, but I don't want to be a brand, right? That's known for um being cheap and then people saying i guess for this price it's okay mm. yeah yeah and also it always suffers a little bit right grand seiko from being linked with seiko you know it's like it's like when let's talk about food right it's like when a fast food restaurant dishes out a pop-up store that sells really high-end fast food versus a really well-known chef dishes out a pop-up store just for the summer for more affordable fast food like the feeling is different because of the branding and like well I guess you could argue maybe like Long Long would be like yeah I totally eat at a McDonald's um like a like an expensive version of McDonald's pop-up store yeah but that's because we love McDonald's like and of story but then you want to talk about that feeling I think for the same price, more people might be inclined to try that um, used to be unaffordable, but now slightly affordable thing that a famous person or a famous chef or like restaurant put out. And then you compare that, right, with um, Grand Seiko, like they're used to making about $10,000 watches or a lot of them are around 1020. And all of a sudden they put forward a 350 thousand watch like whoa but 95 percent of your line is sub 30 so why this sudden jump versus an ultra complicated like i don't know gruble but they would never do it that's a bad analogy let's say another brand i don't know another brand that is in the um oh yeah no actually gruble no actually no actually no, actually, Grubel. Oh, MBNF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, MBNF. They're mm. but, but uh, kind of different though because that new watch isn't really MBNF. That's mad. Let's do. Yeah, Grubel. But it's, that's exactly my point though, right? First of all, you're okay. talking about a brand like Grubel or MBNF, right? Which is trading high on the food, yeah. like Jean Jean Robuchon, right? Trading yeah. something high, seeing it's expensive. And then he's offering something which is affordable. No, yeah, all of a sudden people right? go crazy. The Grand, the Grand Seiko isn't like that because it started off a Seiko and it's trading yeah. up. Yeah. Right? So that's mm-hmm. like one point. Second thing, even when they were trading down, let's say MBNF, you know, they go into MAD, they've called it a different thing. Like they haven't used, uh, I guess you could say they're MBNF. Um... But, you know, they, Seiko still insists in the word Grand Seiko. Um, and if you look oh, but at they have the 
if you look at Japanese companies, right, it's not like they haven't done this before. Like, I think it's, is it like uh, Toyota is uh, Lexus, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got like Honda and then Infinity. Is it, no, is it Nissan and Infinity? And then you've mm-hmm. got like, you know, they actually have traded up, but they've called it something different, right? And even when they went into um, the American market, like, I don't think Honda is called Honda. It's called something else, isn't it? Um, people are probably shouting. Up I there. think you're thinking of the model. Toyota has a model car that's like the Maybach of Toyota, but it's called something else. No, I'm talking yeah. about like, well, Lexus is a brand, right? Yeah. But we all know it's like Toyota. Um, and oh, what is that name for Honda? It's not called Honda in the US. It's called something else. Bug me. Car people. Car people are screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I have no idea, guys. <laughs> okay, unrelated to this, don't you think that Japanese brands always add grand for the next level up? Because like Seiko and then Grand Seiko, and then now I discovered like Kalbi chips. This Grand Kalbi. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah you have to like man if you can try these chips you will just be disappointed that your whole life you have been eating another type of chip really it's akura akura a c u r a oh i see so you know they even for a market changed the name from honda so uh, there is that capability of japanese recognizing that they need to do it i just don't well, I guess it's too late now. Mm. Man, we've spent a long time saying bad. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to know if I'm the only person thinking this. <sighs> My attitude is if I buy a Grand Seiko, it wouldn't be an ultra high-end one. I would buy a spring drive, what they're best known for, sub 10K and enjoy it. But would you? And- <laughs> But then that's, that's my you, second you? thing. Why haven't I? Yeah, would you? You clearly haven't. Yeah, why haven't right? you? <laughs> I don't know. I maybe I already have watches that fit under that sa- subcategory. Do you do you, do you not like you've never been one of those people that you've never struck struck me as one of those people that purely buys for brand. You really, really like independence that some unknown independence as well. Are their design philosophy just not you? You mean Grand Seiko? Yeah. I would buy a vintage Grand Seiko, but then Long raised a good point. And it's just not not just with Grand Seiko. I have watches in my watch box that I, I sometimes like need a purpose or have to have a purpose to wear. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's a nice watch to wear when I go out for a stroll. Not like, okay, I look at my watch box. That's the one I'm feeling. I'll take it and, and wear it. So, no, I don't think it's a design thing. I think it's it's either I already have watches that do that play the similar role already, or I just don't like it enough yet for me to buy it. Okay, if you see somebody wearing one, I would ask them to take it off for me to see. And try well, what would you think about the person? Uh, decent guy. 
Yeah, no, like someone yeah, knows their stuff yeah. to, yeah. 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 Okay, so why is someone that wears a Grand Seiko someone that knows their stuff? This is what I'm like. This is what all the Grand Seiko people say. And I'm like, wait, why? What makes you different from the person wearing the paddock? Uh, I, I think, I think, I think, I'm not saying this is like, oh, like the truth, but I think it's because people that wear Grand Seiko, there is that image that they're not buying it because of the brand. They're buying it because of the technical aspects of the watch they appreciate the engineering the finishing mm -hmm. they appreciate that you know they, there's almost like this thing where oh you know swiss watches to do the same it would cost this amount yeah and i'm getting it at this price so i'm being smart about it mm. yeah. but why is it that i relate people who like grand seiko with nerds and geeks because they tend to be appreciating the technical aspects of the watch more than the aesthetic. Yeah, true, true. That's what you think, right? But yeah, that's that's the connotation. Yeah, the connotation. That's not a negative connotation. I'm I'm a geek, but like, why is it that there is this feeling and facade around Grand Seiko? <laughs> Guys, these are good questions. You know what, like. Anybody that's got Grand Seiko, please message us. Yeah, and, I would love to have a light. Grand. No, I would love to have a Grand Seiko debate, right? With someone that loves Grand Seiko, and if this person can, can like convince me, like sure. What if like guys we true about it? Yeah, but he's okay. This is this is the reason why I can buy anything that comes like that he says about watches because he's very clear. His favorite brand is Urban Jurgensen. If okay. his dream watch is this watch. And then he'll say, okay, not right now in this point in my life, but I'm working towards, this is my grail watch, but yeah. this is what I like with my budget. And with, this is what I like right now. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that's fair. But if you're saying that Grand Seiko is like the best, then tell me you hate the other ones. Then tell me the other ones are badly made and just stupid or something guys we welcome a debate if you want to come onto the pod dm us yeah. and we'll have oh, I, I don't know if you guys have seen like clubhouse recently like clubhouse you can actually do a live recording and then you can listen back to it so maybe we can like do a clubhouse session with some of the followers you know no but you know what would be amazing like if we could get two people who were strongly against seiko or grand seiko and then two that were really oh, yeah. like for it like i would love to just sit here yeah, same, yeah. same. But you would be busy searching up reference numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can do that on the side. Yeah. But I would love to just like sit and let's, see, let's, let's look into that. Let's look into that. Because I looked at Clubhouse and I, yeah, yeah, we have reached 100,000 downloads, right? So let's see if there's uh, enough people that are happy to just do a one off session. And if it goes well, we might do it again. And then have a debate and include more people yeah. into, the, and into the guys yeah don't take like offense it's not we hate grand seiko it's just we aren't educated enough yeah we are definitely not educated in every way by the yeah. way it's not just about watching yeah. you're no, ignorant I think, I think me and long are yeah. in a similar boat yeah because i've yeah. tried yeah i've tried to like i mean i have a seiko yeah but I tried to really, I, feel, I was so close to buying that GMT. So close. You, you won't, you won't. Like How come it. I couldn't search the one with the GS? It's all the white dial. Yeah, it is a creamy off-white dial, but Where's then the it's engraved. It's, limited it's like edition. a silvery dial, actually. It's like an opaline dial. 
I couldn't it find an, it. It was an anniversary piece. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why. But I have a picture. If I can find it, I'll send it. I'm telling you, Watch Mad Mac has one. Um, yeah. But I don't know where the picture is. And it looked great on him. But yeah, so I, I, I thought about that watch. Oh, maybe that's another thing, guys. What if mm-hmm. it's like the person, I think Lung said this before, like sometimes you love a watch and then you see it on a person and you're like, okay, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> but is there, is, that, is there that factor as well? Like the yeah, people totally. that, when, that when you Grand Seiko, you just don't like their style? When or, I just wore it, it made me want to look into it more. Yeah, yeah. this is the same for me. But I then also the watches that he wears. You're like, yeah. okay, let me go look at it. Yeah, but the thing was, I I ended up going for another watch he wears, which is the Reverso GMT. You know, mm. and I thought, oh, would I would I in what setting would I? I would prefer to wear the Reverso, and that's why I went for the Reverso ahead of the the GMT. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I, if I if yeah. I was a consultant for watch companies and I could give them advice on who to like use as endorsement or whatever they should just pay him to wear their watch, wear their watches mm-hmm. yeah he wears them well yeah okay well let's do that in the next few episodes yeah sure so we're gonna start looking for a bunch of haters <laughs> oh my <laughs> More watch people watch people like hate mail us first yeah and <laughs> again I'm don't take people, this yeah. as an offense we yeah, are just if, ignorant people yeah and if people totally want to just argue about because i've also gotten the ones about eating meat right so if those like meat people want to fight with the vegan people i'm all for like <laughs> sitting into this argument <laughs> <clears throat> So I'm, 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 um, you know, if someone can convince me, like, yeah, sort yeah. out my issue with, like, Grand Seiko, I'll, I'll be really happy, you know, because another world I can go into, but I just there's something missing. That's all. That's the best way I can say it. Hmm. All right. Well, since we're not going to go into another category for GPHG, let's round this up. Mm-hmm. anything new you guys want to share aside from uh Jacqueline's body being covered in bruises <laughs> that's the most exciting thing that I've been <laughs> participating <laughs> I don't know about you guys I'm learning so much about my body <laughs> I'm also learning a lot about my body <laughs> and I'm also learning a lot about you guys <laughs> Right. Just to clarify, me and Jack yeah. have been doing TCM, so it doesn't sound wrong. Yeah. Chinese medicine. T- t- yeah, yeah, TCM, Chinese medicine, yeah. Yeah. All right. Dan is just busy surfing porn on his phone, so <laughs> thanks for tuning for that in, guys. I'm looking okay. for that GMT, actually. I couldn't find it. Any yeah, last words, Dan? Nope. Thank you guys for listening. Um, a bit Thank you for a hundred k. Yay! We will be, yeah, releasing. Yeah, going back to the interview routine very soon. And there will be a very exciting announcement. 
to saying that <laughs> well now that we've reached 100k we will make that announcement next week will we <laughs> we will <laughs> we will we will we will God. out of my control right now but we will <clears throat> okay sure all right thank you guys um as always right um find us on ig at the waiting list podcast and we oh wait guys <laughs> sorry <laughs> one more thing if you enjoy this episode go rate the waiting list podcast on spotify yeah we there's this new do. rating a uh, feature yeah please do yeah and rate right. five stars don't like rate <laughs> yeah like don't rate four if you want to rate, rate four you might as well do five you might, you might as well not rate just kidding um <laughs> but if you have any feedbacks just email us or, or write to us dm us and if you have any guest suggestions please please yes. let us know um doesn't have to be people in the industry it could be fun collectors people that you know or yourself um, yeah. always happy to to open that channel up and yeah, if you want to come on the podcast yeah but don't feel like we're forcing you <laughs> um yeah. okay so thank you guys for listening and see you next week bye bye-bye as always thank you for listening to the waiting list podcast we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and if you have any questions comments or feedback feel free to reach out to us at the waiting list podcast on instagram or via our private accounts we'll see you on the next one bye, bye. bye.